Father to join From your spirit to my spirit I am lighted by your word And with your breath of life That's how I come alive That's how I change my world Lord How many can we count of your goodness towards us? Ransomed, healed, restored, forgiven. Who like thee our praises but give? Lord, we say thank you. Because it is of your mercies that we have not consumed. Your steadfast love, they never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. As we approach your word, we ask that the heavens be open unto us, that the spirit of the living God will be here to divide unto everyone according to their needs. Our life shall be left transformed and blessed after this encounter in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. You can resume your seat. We want to thank the Lord for this beautiful day and his blessings he has given unto us. Thanking God also for the weather. Thanking God also for the success of the weddings as we have it over the weekend. We want to pray that God will increase the frontiers of our joy in Jesus' name. This morning I will be reading from our text for the month, Colossians chapter 1. And I will read from verse 12. I will read down to 14. I would like to read two translations of the Bible. First, I will read from the NIV translation of the Bible. And then, I will read the message translation of the Bible. Colossians chapter 1 and from verse 12. And giving joyful thanks to the Father... Who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light? For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. Let me read. The message translation of the Bible. Thanking the Father who make us strong enough to take part in everything bright and beautiful that he has for us. God rescued us from the dead end alleys and dark dungeons. He set us up in the kingdom of the Son he loves so much the son who got us out of the pits we were in got rid of sin we were doomed to keep repeating may god bless his word in our hearts in jesus name i noticed that there are two major problems of mankind the first one is sin the second one is ignorance two major problems of mankind and all of this, God has settled us in it. Though a lot of times we don't get to know it, several times we are still not conscious of it. 
And what the devil does at every given point in time is to keep tying us, to keep blindfolding us, so that we will not see what he has done for us, so that we cannot fully enjoy. Because what is available for you, and you don't know, you may keep suffering for it, or you may keep suffering about such an issue. So this morning, we'll be trusting God to help us to understand what God has done for us in our supernatural shifts. Our supernatural shift, the Bible said, in according to King James' translation, that verse 13. Can we have it? King James or New King James? He said, Who acts delivered us? So, is this thing what God will do or what he has done? I don't know. I, I can't hear us. Because what God has done is in the past. He has delivered us. And every attempt, as Apostle Paul was trying to clarify some of these things, he would say, don't you know that you have been crucified with Christ? When he died, you died with him. And as long as ignorance continues to reign in our hearts, we will be struggling for what has already been done. Our supernatural shifts permit me to announce to you that it is in the past. It is what God has done for you already. You may not know it, but God has done it. And you need to come to this understanding. Now, sometimes we struggle with God, even for what he has done for us. We are still saying, God, do it. And God will say, what else? I have done it. Can't you see? The devil will say, Don't, you are still a sinner. A terrible one. And so you, were, you are tied in your past. In the course of the week, I was discussing with the Lydia about what the blood of Jesus has done for us. And we're seeing, even to my own amazement, things that God has done for us that we never knew. And as we were unfolding and opening those scriptures, we were seeing that, oh, so God has done this thing. And yet the devil makes us to look very, very bad. It makes it make us to look very, very sad and heavy. And he keeps us reminding us of our sin. Whereas, the Bible said, what God has done for us is great. And as we read that verse 13, uh, verse 14, in the message translation of the Bible. The Bible says, the son who got us out of the pit we were in got rid of the sins that we were doomed to keep repeating. I don't know whether you understand that. That in your redemption, your salvation is not just what it did in the past. But it also went into your future to rescue you from what you are doomed to keep repeating. So if you are here, you are still repeating a particular sin. It is because you don't know what God has done for you. And this morning, the power of God will deliver you. 
and it will launch you into a new platform where you can operate as a son of God. Praise the Lord. So from this scripture, our supernatural shift, I saw four or five things quickly. Number one, it is a divine qualification of the unfit and unworthy me. It is a what? It is about what? You are qualified. It's a qualification. God gave you qualification. Not by merits of your certificates, but by the workings of his own mercy. He qualified you. Because if you look at that verse 12, the Bible said, and given joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you. Can you see it? He did what? He qualified you. You never have enough papers and credentials to stand before God. But the Bible said he qualified you. He qualified me. And that is why we can talk, we can approach the only word of God as a people of God. Now, if you are still feeling guilt, I can tell you two things that could be responsible for that. Number one, you have not confessed that sin. Number two, you have not done restitution about that sin. That is if you are still feeling guilt. If a man has confessed his sins and has done his own part in what he needs to do, I believe that it is a cleared work already. So God has qualified you to come into his presence this morning. He has qualified you to enter into the holies of holies. He has qualified you to access supernatural blessings from him. Because that was what he has done. Number two, inclusion as a shareholder in the kingdom of lights. You are made a shareholder. Do you know what it means to be a shareholder? A shareholder can decide the fate of the company. A shareholder can decide what happens to a company, to an industry, to an organization. Why? Because he's a, he's a voice there. He has stake there. And look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. Let us read that scripture. Ephesians 2, 12 and 13. He said, remember that at that time you were separated from Christ, excluded from citizenship of, in Israel, and foreigner to the covenant of promise, without hope and without God, in the world, verse 13, but now, everybody say, but now. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Now, that now is premised on one thing. In Christ Jesus. So, the question you ask yourself is, what is your now? Is it in Christ Jesus? As you are seated, how much of Jesus can be identified in your life? Your thoughts, your imagination, your comportment, your actions and reactions, can it be traced to Jesus? Because we want to look at the testimony 
of those who are in Christ Jesus now. Because even this testimony can be in the past for some people. Because some people were in Christ before, but now they are no longer in him. And that is a terrible one. Do you understand that? That your Christian testimony will not be once upon a time. I thought I would hear amen. The Bible says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been what? Have been brought near through the blood of his son. You have been brought near. You were included. And so that is what I see again in our supernatural shifts. We are once far away, but now it's my own. You were once like footballer, a free agent, clubless and untapped. But now he said, Let him come. We need him. We need his service. He's part of us. Everything about him, we are responsible for it. And that is what God has done for us. Is it not a great thing for us to know why, why a songwriter writes, he said, why should a man carry God and fail? He said, why? He said, why should a man serve God yet suffer. He said, why? He was asking. So the question is, if this is what God has done for me, why is it not evident in my life? The third thing I see is that we, we were rescued from the dominion of darkness and we are translated. And that is the shift. Rescued and translated. Transported. Transitioned. When you see a man dead and they put transition to glory, what it just means is that that man has changed position. Eh? He has changed position. And by the reason of the cross, you see when they put the cross there, an instrument of death that changed a man from that side to this side is no longer on your side. It's now strange to anything that has to do with you. Jesus asked, said, why are you looking for the sick? I mean, for the living among the dead. So if you have been rescued, and that is our, our main shift, that is what differentiates a Christian from every other people. Our supernatural shifts changed from the kingdom of darkness brought into the kingdom of dear light. That is the only testimony you can bear. In fact, if I want to tell you, that is the only thing you can boast about and you should boast about. The Bible says, if any man will boast, let him boast in the Lord. Let him boast that he knows the Lord. That is the only thing you can go about. When you buy a car, please settle down. Praise God, you have bought that car. But I can tell you, Yahoo Yahoo boys are also buying it. So it doesn't thrill us so much. But the testimony is, I was once a sinner. I was a terrible mother. I used to kill 
In fact, I have killed so, 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 and so people that you know. But now, God has saved me. Where you see a man who does that? Who come and openly bring the testimony of his salvation before people? Such a man has experienced supernatural shift. Such a man is to be celebrated beyond any celebrity. Because the Bible says, there is joy in heaven over a sinner who repents. So if you have not experienced that, and then you still need to cry to God. Maybe you are here, you are in the congregation, just come to church, just for coming sake, you just come to mark days, to mark weeks, and even to mark months. Maybe yours is once in a month. Well, no problem. But that you have come today, God asked me to tell you that you need to experience this supernatural shift, being changed from the kingdom of darkness and be brought into the kingdom of son, of his son, whom he loves. So our supernatural shift is about our salvation testimony. It's about I have been saved from sin. It's about I have been delivered. It is no longer high that lives, but Christ that lives in me. So, as you go in the course of this week, how many people want to tell, you know, we carry that testimony and tell somebody, do you know I used to be a drunkard? Do you know I used to be a fornicator? But now, God has saved me. Because even that your testimony is there in the Bible, it was written. Apostle Paul will come boldly about it and say, look, I used to be a terrible, I am the worst sinner. He said, but now I have received grace. Beloved, that's your supernatural shift. And that is where it begins. If you cannot come with short testimony, excuse me, your coming to church is just a waste of time. And if you have no experience, you need to beg God, Lord, this thing, I have seen it. I want to enter into it. Because that is the cruise of the matter. That is what will make us to be different from the world. That is what when Jesus come to rapture the world, he will say, I have people there. I have one person there. I have one person there. I wish we can have a replay of the days of lords. He said, look, are you saying in all these streets, there is nobody that belongs to God? He said, no, let us go to Dusen Kura area. Are you saying in all of these places, nobody belongs to God? They say, no, okay, let us go to Bosu. Are you saying all of this street, nobody? So every Christian we can farm is only in your house? <laughs> what a tragedy. And God brought them out. But for us, that will not be our experience. And when God comes to your school, when he comes to your office, we we'll say, ah, we have somebody here. In fact, he's doing us where he's representing us. Why? Because this supernatural shift has been his experience. So why would we enter into a place and God is just looking for a place where he could land and God cannot find you or will not find me a place where he could land and say to you, he said, I want to enter into this university. I want to enter into this department. <laughs> but brother, is there. Yes. Okay, we can, we can, we are sure. We have a place we can get we can get just like Lord's family was the only place they got. I said, too. So there is no other person here. I said, Well, 
That's the way we see it. Oh. I said, okay, let us go. Beloved, that is what God is seeking. Men who are changed inside out. When, who are not Christians only because they carry Bible and come to church every day. I mean, every Sunday. Or even every day. So. But men whose life has experienced this. Men who have been redeemed from evil work or from evil works that you are doomed to continue to repeat. Can you see that in the scripture that we read? Delivered from evil works. I want to ask you, are there no property of the devil in your custody? Are there no consignment of the devil in your heart? Can God do an x-ray and he project it on this TV this morning and he was saying, Results of our day with Mayowa. I will not find lusts, will not find greed, will not find pride, will not find deception in your acts. Is it not that even as you sat down here, you are still planning on leaving church to still go and commit that evil? And God should extract for us here this morning. Because this supernatural shift that we are talking about. The Bible said, he has delivered us. He, he, he got rid of the sin that we are doomed to keep repeating. If you have not experienced that one, I think it is a matter we can hold on to God to. And say, this is what you, you have done for me. And this is my own supernatural shift too. That I have been rescued, I have been forgiven, I can go about without guilt of sin. Why? Not because of what I have done for myself, but because of what Christ has done for me. And the Bible says, How can we continue in sin and say, Grace of God should abound? The Bible says, God forbid it. Beloved, so I, I ask you this morning. Have you experienced this shift? Because we are going to thank God. If you look at verse 12, that thanksgiving that we want to do is premise on having experienced this shift. Look at it. He said, and giving joyful thanks to the Father. So you can see, there is a place of that thanksgiving. No doubt about it. It is not a fake thanksgiving. Because sometimes you see people stand in church and they are singing, Praise the Lord, my spirit, soul. And your, even your body is not even thanking it. How can your spirit, you, you can't claim, no. You will know it is a, like a mechanized and uh, people are being whined. No. Because men who have experienced supernatural ship, ordinarily, they are joyful people. How do I know that? Romans chapter 14, I think verse 17, it said righteousness. It said peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. He said that is the kingdom of God. People who have been saved, they are joyful people. You don't want them to be happy. You can't be a Christian and you are moody all about. Even when you don't have money. Abaku said, even when there are no food in the sun, he said, yet I will rejoice. I will joy in my God. And there is one old 
evergreen song. I have a joy, the joy of salvation, the joy of deliverance, the joy of salvation. I have a joy, the joy of salvation, the joy of deliverance. Joy every day. Excuse me. The Bible says, I'm giving joyful thanks. Why? Because I have been translated. Why? Because I have experienced supernatural shifts. Beloved, I charge you this morning. What is the basis of your joy? What is the basis of your thanksgiving? It is good that we give thanks to God who has done us well. According to the scripture, bless the Lord, O my soul. Take note of that scriptures who has forgiven all my eh? sickness. Who, who heal all our sickness, Abi? Who forgive all our sins and heal all our diseases. Yes. But don't forget, the basis of giving thanks, of blessing the Lord is we have spiritual healing and deliverance from sin. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This shift that we are talking about is the major shift that we need. It is, it is the shift that will help us even when we get to the other side. Do you know in the other side, people are still asking for shifts. <laughs> the rich man, he asked Lazarus, he asked Abraham, he said, please, eh, tell <laughs> this side I am is very, very hot. He said, tell them so that there can be a shift. <laughs> he said, no. Your shift was only possible when you were on heart. In heaven here, there is no magomago. We don't manipulate things here. He said, it is only when you are on heart you can be coming to your church and deceive people that you are coming. He said, but when you get to heaven, you will know where you actually belong. He said, so he said, no, it's not possible. So I'm telling you this morning, this shift is actually needed here while we are here. And that is why we need to do everything. We are in terrible days. We are in evil days. We don't need to deceive ourselves. The evil that happens around us is telling us that the end is near. Whether you like it or not, and whether you want to hear it or not, the end is here. Rumors of wars, and we have evil increasing every day. And it is not our joy to use evil to steer your heart, eh? to pray, or to scare you to God. What they are happening, reading about a boy who was getting prepared for wedding. And they, they, some, his neighbor, his neighbor, they are in the same street who took him and kidnapped him and killed him. They pieces him. These are things happening around us. And so, you don't know. So, if you have anything to do is to embrace these shifts that can guarantee your shifts eh, on your side, even in eternity. This shift we are talking about is only possible through Christ Jesus. It's only in Christ Jesus that this shift is possible. Because the Bible says, for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of his son. That son 
his capital son. And that's Jesus Christ. It's only possible through Jesus Christ. And only these shifts can result into praises. You know, like I said, quickly, I want to bring us a story. And then we will look at how, what is your own side of it? I've shown you what God has done. But you also have a side, your own part to play if you are going to experience these supernatural shifts and it will touch other aspects of your life. Can we read Genesis chapter 14? Genesis chapter 14. Permit me to read from verse 1. Genesis chapter 40 verse 1. Sometimes later. The cup bearer and the baker of the king of Egypt offended their master, the king of Egypt. Pharaoh was angry with his two officials, the chief cup bearer and the chief baker, and put them in custody of the house of the captain of the guard in the same prison where Joseph was confined. The captain of the guard assigned them to Joseph and he attended them. After they had been in custody for some time, each of the two men, the cup bearer, the baker of the king of Egypt, who were being held in prison, had a dream the same night, and each dream had a meaning of its own. When Joseph came to them the next day, he saw that they were dejected. So he asked Pharaoh's official who were in custody with him in his master's house. Why do you look so sad today? We both had dreams, they answered. But there is no one to interpret them. And Joseph said to them, Do not interpretation belong to God? Tell me your dream. So the chief cup bearer told Joseph his dream. He said to him, In my dream, I saw a vine in front of me. And on the vine were three branches. As soon as it budded, it bloomed and it clustered, ripening into grapes. Pharaoh's cup was in my hand and I took the grapes, squeezed them into Pharaoh's cup and put the cup in his hand. This is what it means. Joseph said to him, the three branches are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your position and you will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand just as you used to do when you were his cup bearer but when all goes well with you remember me and show me kindness mention me to Pharaoh and get me out of this prison I was forcibly carried off from the land of the Hebrews and even here, I have done nothing to deserve being put in a dungeon. When the chief baker saw that Joseph had given a favorable interpretation, he said to Joseph, I too had a dream. On my head was three baskets of bread. In the top basket were all the kind of baked good for Pharaoh. But the birds were eating them out of the basket on my head. This is what it means, Joseph said. 
three baskets were three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and impale your body on a pole, and the birds will eat away your flesh. Now, the third day was Pharaoh's birthday, and he gave a feast for all the officials. He lifted up the head of the chief cupbearer and the chief baker in the presence of his official. He restored the chief cupbearer to his position so that he once again put the cup into Pharaoh's hand, but he impaled the chief baker just as Joseph said to them in his interpretation. Verse 23, the last verse. The chief cupbearer, however, did not remember Joseph. He forgot him. May God bless this word in our hearts in Jesus' name. Quickly, let me bring seven points from this study. If you will experience supernatural shifts, there is God's side to it. I have told you what God has done for you and the need for you to walk into it. Now, in your attempt to enjoy what God has done for you, there are parts you need to play. Number one, we saw that Joseph was a compassionate man. He was a man that cares for people. Joseph had no reason to be in that particular dungeon. And you know we are saying you can experience supernatural shifts through compassion. Look at people. How do you view people that God has put around you? Whether God has placed you above them or God has put them beside you to walk with you as your subordinate. How do you view them? How you view them will determine how far you will go in life. This was a man who had problem. This was a man who had a dream and he was disturbed. The, the two of them were disturbed. But when Joseph saw them, Joseph did not ignore them. They look at him. Every time he's coming, look at the, the way their face will just be. No, no, no. He didn't do that. The Bible said he took note of them. He came unto them and he asked them questions. Why are you like this today? This is not your usual self. I think we are raising this in Sunday school some few weeks, two or three weeks ago, when Nehemiah's face was sad and the king looked at him and said, ah, this is unusual of you. If you're a boss, if you're an guy and you have people that work with you and you feel they are not important, you may be delaying what God wants to do in your life. You may be delaying things that you need to enjoy, particularly while we are here on earth and even when we get to heaven. Because when you see a brother who is sick, when you see a person who is in need and you don't feel concerned, you are not moved to compassion to meet the need of those people. I doubt if you can make heaven. I doubt it. If you can make heaven. Because as long as you don't do it to them, you will see. The Bible says you have not done it to God, whom you cannot see. So, the Bible said Joseph saw this man, I mean this man, two men, they were, they were downcasted. And he gave them attention. He said, what is the matter with you? Joseph should be a person that should be, should be, should be, should be in, you know, he should be dejected. He has his own story. You know, he told them his story that was also bothering him. 
But he has never told anybody that story for the days of his life. But only on this occasion because he knew that there is a solution to his situation in the life of these people. That was why he came out to unbottle that thing to them. That look, I am here not because I should be here. But first and foremost, he started on the platform of compassion. How he had compassion on the people. He looked at them and he said, wow, these people are not looking good today. What's the problem? And he, you know, he sat with them to listen to, his, to their dream. Please, you need to sit with people. You need to check on people who are around you, people who live your neighbors. Please, be kind to them because that may result to your supernatural shifts. That may result to where God wants to take you to. It is very, very crucial. It is very, very important. The second thing we, under, we saw is that while he saw them, they had a problem. He told them, this is your dream. You can tell me, but it's only God that can interpret it, that will help your dream to have a meaning. So Joseph understood that no matter how beautiful your dream is, the God factor cannot eh, be overemphasized. For if a man will experience supernatural shifts, there are God is the major factor. His word is also very, very crucial. What God will tell you can shift you. The word of God can move you. His word is very crucial. God will also use men. to. We are coming to look at the place men play when it comes to our supernatural shift. When God wants to move us, the position and the place of men. So, you must understand that God is able. Now, the other one is again, you must believe that God will use men to handle your situation. I check through all history. I notice that God does not do anything without man. There is nothing God will do for you. If you are looking for admission, you are praying, God, give me admission. God, give me work. God will use a man to do something for you. It's very, very crucial. Jesus was to come to be the savior of the world. But God wanted to introduce Jesus to the world. And God was looking, how am I going to do it? And said, let's, through the means of John the Baptist. So he went and submitted himself. He said, ah, me, I cannot do this thing. He said, no, this is the normal procedure. God has done it that man must submit to men on who God has placed over him so that he could move. And so he said, okay, no problem if that is it. And the Bible says, as he was deep into the water, coming out, God said, yes, this man recognized authority of men. He said, so, let the heavens be open. And he said, this one is my beloved son. The man by the pool that was waiting, Jesus came to him. He said, Jesus, look, the protocol and the way God works is that God used men. He said, I have no man. And me, I have no man. How will I experience this supernatural ship? I don't have any man that will speak for me. And Jesus says, see a man greater than man, even standing before you. 
arise. When Mary was also to give birth to the Savior, ah, he told the angel, he said, look, uh-uh, what are you saying? This kind of thing can never happen. I know men must be involved. And God said, okay, don't worry. This time around, we will boycott men. So these people showed us the place of men. If God is to move men, that God will also use men most of the time to move you. So if you are doing a giddy to your guy in the office, say, what is it? He has a degree. I also have a degree. Calm down. Be humble because he will be the one that will speak before the management and write your recommendation. That is due for promotion and hereby recommended for promotion. Please humble yourself. Students, if you know even more than your teachers, please still humble yourself until you get that certificate. So Joseph was in the prison and these men, they, they just felt, well, this problem we are having, we need to still share it with another man. And in sharing that problem with another man, that was when the solution came. But take notes. As much as we know that God will use men, we must continue to put our trust in God, not in the men. That's where the, we must draw the line. God will use men for you, no doubt. But you can now, now begin to now say, but you are not the one that will decide the man that God will use. So don't put your eyes or face too much on that man. Praise the Lord. Again, the number 14 is be careful of who you listen to because whosoever you listen to will interpret your dreams and tell you what your dreams will be. Even though Joseph was a correct interpreter of dreams, but I don't have time to tell us the analysis of their dreams. But I can tell you, one, some a vine and he saw three branches. And excuse me, who is the vine? Jesus said, I am the vine. And you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him. He said, the same brings forth much fruit apart from me. So he saw the vine. Ah, and he saw that wine was being pressed out of that vine. Ah, he said, this is a... He, he was perplexed at that his dream. But irrespective of the dream, beware of people you share your dream with. Don't just go sharing your dreams with men who will... Uh, you know what they did to Joseph? They frustrated his dream because Joseph shared his own dream with wrong men. But the men in the prison, their dreams were not frustrated because it was shared with the right man. So be careful of people you share your dream with because it will determine whether you will move or you will not move. Number three, be a lifter. Also be a ladder. Be man. Be a man that allows others to move forward. Somebody said, if you want to be a friend of a king, help your friend to become a king. If you want to become a friend of a king, help your friend to become a king. Because when your friend becomes a king, 
you will automatically become a friend of a king. Help people to move forward. Be a ladder. Joseph, he never knew that in the interpretation of the dream of that man, until his own dream is interpreted and fulfilled, his own dream can never be fulfilled. You know he had a dream long time ago and his dream looked as though it has been forgotten. But Joseph became a ladder. He interpreted their dream. He encouraged them. The Bible said the men were no longer sad again because he has interpreted their dreams to them. And we knew what followed. Now, another thing is that we need to follow the instruction of people that God has placed to lift us. It is very, very crucial. That man that Jesus healed by that pool, when he was going, Jesus said, oh yeah, pick up your mat and go. When he got forward, people say, why are you carrying your mat? He said, the one who make me well, tell me to carry my mat. <laughs> the one who make me well, tell me to carry my mat. If Jesus as is your savior, if he speaks anything to you, you also follow it. If Jesus is your healer, if he gives you an instruction, you must follow it. So, when God lifts you, a lot of people, why God is even careful about lifting them is because once he lifts them, they will no longer be a hot dance under him again. They will no longer be available to sit, to listen to the instruction he wants to pass. So such men will just zoom off. No. But we notice that this man, as Jesus said, rise up, carry your man. He said yes, and he was carrying it. And people were challenging him. Today is Sabbath, don't carry him. He said no. The one who made me whole, tell me, carry your mat and walk. So why will God rescue you? Why will he provide that admission? Why will he provide that job? Why will he provide that promotion? Why will he give you that child? And God can no longer give you instruction on how to run your business again. How to go about your life in school again. How to lead that child again. Why is it that the one who made you whole cannot give you instruction again? Whatever Joseph told those men, they did, they said, okay. And the Bible immediately interpreted the dream. They, 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 they were a different person. It is very, very important. And finally, when you are lifted, you are lifted to showcase the glory of God. You are lifted to showcase the glory of God. Don't forget your lifter. Showcase the glory of God. Give glory to God who is the lifter, who is able to shift men. So, so that when you want to give your testimony, don't say, ah, I read like mad and I passed. Praise God. <laughs> now one, you have, you have only showed us that now you read. The Bible said the us is prepared for the battle, but victory lies with who? With God. I was the most brilliant student in my set, and that was why I got the scholarship. Who told you? There are people more brilliant than you are, and they didn't get scholarship. It is God, the God factor. It is God that 
is a factor, major factor, that should not be eliminated in our sheep. The last thing we have in that verse of the Bible, he said, but that man forgot Joseph. He did not remember him. Maybe the reason why you have not been promoted beyond this level is because there was somebody who helped you when you were in a, a particular level, but you did nothing about it. You have ignored such people. Please, I want to charge you. Remember them. Who are those people that contributed meaningful to your life to get you to where you are today? Always remember them. You know, that has been some emphasis on this from this place. Daddy has always said, you say remember those people. Remember and it is very, very crucial. In fact, to show that you have compassion, the man who helped you, you should be able to remember him. Don't let our hearts be hardened. How can a man interpret your dream to you and you go to the palace? All of a sudden, your heart was, he never remembered him. He did not even say, this man, I beg, please help me to send a package to him in the prison. Not one day. Until God said, well, that man has forgotten you. I am the one who can always orchestrate lifting. So God shut the whole economy of the world and he was about to do something. They needed to remember Joseph. And when they remembered him, a call, we are bringing and they brought him. That day, he, he woke up as a prisoner. But he ended up as a prime minister. A man who had nothing. Just one day. And that's what God, the lifter, can do. He can turn the story of a man around in the split of a seconds. But on your own side, you must remember, if God has used any man to lift you, you must also remember the people and say, what? Thank you, sir. God used somebody to get you a contract somewhere. And you got the contract and you made the money and you chop everything, you clean mouths. It is not Christ-like. It is not good. I want to tell you, it is not correct. Even if the person will not collect from you, just say, ah, I appreciate your effort. Thank you. Because we, God himself is expecting us to give him thanks. He said, joyful thanks. Joyful thanks. And if you cannot thank man who has done you good, how will you thank God that you cannot see? Beloved, this morning, I would like us to you know, pray to God that what he's saying he wants to do or what he has already done for us that we have seen, God should help us to what? To enter into it. Can you rise on your feet as we pray this morning? Please rise on your feet and let us celebrate God our lifter. God is our lifter. I would like us to celebrate him. He is our lifter. He is the lifter of our heads. He is our lifter. Bring that scripture up again. Look at what he has done for us. The Bible says he qualified us. He qualified us. I think we should thank God for qualifying us. For counting us worthy. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you. Can you appreciate God who has qualified you and me? We can stand here this morning, not because of anything, but because he qualified us. Can we appreciate him? Can we appreciate God for what he did for us? The Bible said he qualified us, he translated us, 
it makes us a benefit a, a, a beneficiary of his goodness let us appreciate him and say lord i am grateful lord i am grateful thank you thank you father thank you father thank you father god made you a shareholder he included you can we appreciate him you that were once far he brought you near can we appreciate him his translation from the kingdom of darkness he brought us into the kingdom of his son whom he loves can we appreciate him he also helped us and delivered us from sin we are we are doomed to keep repeating can we appreciate him can we appreciate him now if this has not been your experience if this is not your experience you are not enjoying what god has done for us this morning you need to talk to him this morning lord how will this be my practical experience lord help me open your mouth and pray this morning maybe sin you are still repeating sin you still find yourself being held bound by sin there is no assurance of salvation in your heart you cannot tell people that i belong to christ you are still ashamed of christ there are unconfessed sin there are sins that are whenever you want to do anything those sin will just show face and tell you 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 can you tell it to god this morning lord i i bring it before you i bring it before you because the ignorance that the devil will keep using to bind us to tie us to a place we need to address it this morning so that we can enjoy what god has prepared for us can you bring it to god this morning you want to bring that sin before him and say look this sin i am repeating it it has become a matter in my life i confess and i go back to it again but jesus has saved me from it why should i be bound jesus set me free why should i be in this lord help me i want to experience i want to have an experiential knowledge of victory from sin is it possible yes that is what jesus christ has done for us can you begin to ask god this this morning lord help me to experience to have a practical experience of this victory from sin victory over sin in the name of jesus because this is what you have done for me in the name of jesus help me lord help me lord help me lord in jesus name we are praying who is that person this morning you want to undo a sin over to christ i want to say this sin i find myself repeating it but your word said this morning the sin we are doomed to keep repeating jesus got rid of it i want to take him to him who is able to save you i cannot save you from your sin i cannot but you want to take it to god who is able this morning wherever you have your right hand on your chest as i will beg the lord to 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 set you to release you from that bondage who is that person this morning please go ahead your right hand on your chest as we pray there are sin you keep repeating i want christ to just deliver you because that is what his word said thank you thank you thank you thank you for as many who are re responding to him this morning lord we thank you because we know 
that it is what you have done. We come before you this morning to ask that there will be an activation of the power of an endless life which was in Christ Jesus. The power of the cross will be activated in the life of your people as they bring those sins to you. Today will be the last of their experience. They will come with testimony of victorious Christian living in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. This morning we are going to pray. But before we pray, as we close our eyes, someone is here. God said, I should tell you that your days of waiting are over. Your days of waiting are over. Your days of waiting are over. And somebody here, God said, I should tell you, you started, you are, you are undergoing a project now as we are talking. He said, but that will be the least of the project you will do because from now till the end of the year, you will be very, very busy with project upon project upon project. That is the word of the Lord to somebody here this morning. I would like us to pray. God, you are the lifter of our head. Lord, lift me up. Move me forward. Shift me forward. Can you open our mouth and pray in the name of Jesus? How God will respond to that prayer, you don't know. But it is certain that God is in the business of lifting and of shifting and of moving. The way he moved Joseph, it was not the way he expected. But can we pray to God to move us forward? This is a moment of supernatural shift. If you have not experienced it, you keep on praying until you experience it. Because God wants to do it. That is why he announced it. Lord, move me forward. In the name of Jesus. Let me experience your shifting. Let by your hand I will be moved from where I am into your glorious and precious promises. In the name of Jesus. Father to joy. From your spirit to my spirit, I am lighted by your word. And with your breath of life, that's how I come alive. That's how I change my world.